Hello, friends. We're back again. It's June the 4th. Joel and Kate at 8, but it's like 8.06 because Kate decided to have headphone problems. Hi, Kate. It wasn't a choice, okay? But I did have headphone problems, but they're fixed now. Well, those headphones are dead, but I had backup headphones and those are rocking and rolling. So we're okay. Everything is fine. It's is all everything okay. Is everything okay? Everything is fine. You're another year older and wiser since we did our last show. Hopefully yeah. that makes a difference. You know? Nope. Not that. <laughs> well, damn it all. At least I'm honest. It's true. It's true. Uh, I am a year older and wiser as of three weeks ago or so. And you know what? Not that much wiser. Okay. Definitely older. My back just continues to hurt more. Oh man, let me tell you, getting on the back pain train. So people may or may not know my, this was a really stupid mattress story. Basically like, you know how Sean does the Helix sleep ads and he's just like, I was sleeping on a garbage mattress for so many years until I got the the Helix gimmick. Mm -hmm. So we were on what was called, I think it was bed story. Some, some Amazon brand. We needed a cheap bed after we got married and moved into a new place. So we got this cheap Amazon bed, 300 bucks, clean size bed, 12 inch foam mattress, whatever. Over time, I started getting real bad back pain. And then we moved to the place we're in now. And we've been having issues. The building has had issues with AC. So to make a very long story short, we had a portable AC unit from our old place brought to this new place. And we've just been kind of using it in our main room for the last few nights. We never got rid of the old shitty mattress. We were going to give it to friends, and then the friends were like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get it next week. We'll get it next week. It's just, it's just been sitting in our bedroom, like, up against the wall. No problem. Whatever. The baby, like, plays with it and doesn't fall on his face into the wall. It's, it's actually quite That's great for you. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, we had to pull it out because it's been so hot in our bedroom because there's no ventilation, like, proper AC ventilation, that we've just put it on the floor in the living room, just slept on the floor on that old shitty mattress luckily the back pain is not as bad but man oh that thing gave me bad back pain and when i got the new mattress the difference was night and day that is one thing that at the urging of my parents i've always had something like quality of because they were not gonna let me learn from their mistakes uh and it 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 affects, I'm just such a bad sleeper anyway, that if I go out of my way to give myself obstacles to, <laughs> to not have a good, a good night's rest, forget about it. But, uh, but yeah, I, um, I'm glad that you had a decent birthday. I'm sorry your pierogies weren't good, but I'm glad yeah. the rest of life was all right. It's okay. It was either going to be bad pierogies or an impact world champion roast me on my birthday. Turns out both can be true in the same time. I was just going to say you got both, which is fun for for some of us thanks Steve Most, mostly the non-new parts of us yeah exactly <laughs> anyway hey uh it's good to see you chat i see you chiming in and having a good time uh we love these shows because we just get to talk about wrestling for however long we want and just bs our way through the week uh if you want to uh support us here you can leave a thumbs up a thumbs up goes a long way uh and while you're here maybe share the video with your friends over on your socials and subscribe to the channel. Click the uh, the bell, get your notifications because we drop content here on Fightful Overbooked every day. And it's not just 
myself or Jeremy or Kate. There's there's a plethora of other people who do shows and have very cool and different opinions in wrestling. So come and join us here. Uh, and if you want to support us financially, you can go ahead and drop a super chat. Any amount, we'll bring your question up. We'll answer it. You want to make a statement, go ahead. You want to talk about Kate's bangs or my lack thereof, you can go ahead and do that. Any amount, let's go. You can talk about it. You want to talk about Money in the Bank. You want to talk about Forbidden Door. You want to talk about New Japan Dominion. You want to talk about Ice Ribbon. I don't care what you want to talk about. You bring it up in a super chat. We'll talk about it. Let's go. Wait, well, you know, as long as you're not like a being dickhead, you know what I'm A dickhead, you say? A dickhead. An absolute dickhead. Yes, absolutely a dickhead. Bringing in the Zack Sabre Jr. vibes already. You're welcome. It's funny because I've always thought that the dickhead, I, I've, I've, um, kind of it's been like a less of a british thing to me lately and it's been a south african thing to me because i know so many south africans who have just called people dickheads more than british that's very strange i don't know i think it's a a beautiful global term mm. that can be used by whoever in the most appropriate of contexts one of them being a wrestling ring and one of them being uh if people are being awful in the chat don't be You're just being dickheads a dickhead Anyway, we don't. There are no dickheads here. We like our friends here in the chat. No, that's what's kind of fun. I love. I it was funny. I messaged you. Breaking kayfabe here. If you guys want to peek behind the curtain, all right. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I messaged you that I, I did miss doing the show last week because we had all the Night of Champions coverage and the NXT coverage and the um, Double or, or Muffin coverage, and I was like, oh, I kind of miss like my. Um, the the non-post-show high-level chat with Joel thing, but also part of it is like everybody on Overbooked is just fun. Like it's it's a y'all in the chat are more proactively tuning in for for stuff like this. So I feel like the the vibes are good. It's kind of like how when we do our impact in ROH post show, I feel like the people it's like you're if you're actively tuning into it, you're probably not here to be that much of a hater. That's what's kind of fun about doing this. I'm here for the haters though. Yeah, I'm here for the ones that want to give us money. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the money is good. Uh, it's actually really funny because you bring that up about the, uh, the the no haters and all that stuff. This channel and the um, the show, the, the post-impact and ROH reviews, those are really the only two places where I will look at the comments. Because everyone yeah, everywhere else, I'm like, not touching that. Like the SmackDown review, man, I I ain't touching that with the 10-foot pole. Raw review, ain't no way. So I get I it. I only look when I, if I go to clip something, because I, I inevitably will see it. The only one that I, <laughs> Tuesdays are the most fun, because it's a mixed bag, because it's people leaving like insane puns or being like, these guys are mad about everything. I can't believe on this show, sour grabs. People are so negative. Um, but those are really fun because we'll be doing like food puns or whatever. And so there'll be a comment that's just like, you know, something to to do with a, a food related talent. And out of context, it's the funniest shit to read in the world. <laughs> like It's so great. It's so great. And shout out to Kyler, who does uh, the social media moderation and does the YouTube comment moderation, just to pull back the curtain even further. He and I, like, we'll, we chat all the time. Like, we, we chat about the most random shit. And, like, once in a while, he'll shoot me a message on a Wednesday morning and just be like, man, people really dislike the Sour Crafts team on Tuesday nights. And I'm like, they just, they don't get it. Like, I get why they don't get it, but, like, 
I don't get but it. Joel, what's amazing is they'll watch the whole fucking review. <laughs> That's right. What are you doing? People also like to listen for what they like to listen for. Of course, like, yeah. It's it's kind of funny. I whenever I go back and watch, I'm like, I get the intense hatred pieces of it, but like we actually say a lot of positive things about the talent. Um quite often because it ain't their fault for the things we don't like. But those those comments are the ones that always pop me the most. Everybody else just gets I feel like very, very nerdy about stuff. I, I always <laughs> Always and forever love the people who are like Fightful's in AEW's pocket, and then if Fightful is in WWE pocket, and I'm just like, you know, we go to all their shows, right? Like, if anything, like I'm, I don't know, am I an Impact pocket because I go to their shows? No one cares because just no one's paying attention to me. I'm just the Impact guy. Um, it's just funny because the truth of it is, of course, that we're in MLW's pocket. Yes, and, no, and nobody else is. So yeah. the only the only promotion that's paying us is. Don't clip that. <laughs> sure, sure as shit isn't the NWA, I tell you that much. Nope. No, oh no. Nope. I actually turned off the Crockett Cup last night. I was I, I last night was night one. I finished Tournament of Survival from G, from GCW. Good show. And then and I'm not even a deathmatch guy. I was just I was having fun with that. And then I uh, I started watching the uh the, the Crockett Cup. I turned it off halfway. I was just I can't I can't. I cannot. I'm done. I watched the clowns beats Tom Latimer and uh, I forget who was taxing partner. Rhett Titus, actually, talking about Ring of Honor. It was Rhett Titus. And um, yeah, and then Camille comes out. And I love Camille. And I, I put over the NWA women's division at every opportunity. And she comes out and cuts this promo that's like good and bad simultaneously. And she's like, the, the, so the show's in North Carolina. I think it's in, in Raleigh. And she's like, I'm from Durham. And she puts on, she has the accent. She's she's acting a way that like I'm not used to seeing Camille act. And maybe she's been acting this way and I've just not watched. I'll be upfront. I don't watch Power. I get most of my results from either online or I listen to Steven Jensen on the weekender on Five Select and I get his his takes and his and his reading of the results. And um, I kind of keep up that way. And so she's just doing this accent, this like, I grew up in Raleigh Durham. I'm like, oh my God, what have they done to you? You were you're still a dominant champion, but like this character they've given you is awful. Anyway, it just becomes a whole like, I'm here to support my man and he just lost, but you were put into this tag team competition and you should be a number one contender, baby. And I'm like, what are we doing? You're the world, you're the women's champion. You are the you are the person that people are legitimately coming to the NWA to watch. They watching the guy holding the 10 pounds of gold. They're watching uh, you. They are not. They are watching Man. you. Uh, anyway, I just so after that I turned it off, and then I came back to see that Vampiro was backing up La Rebellion, and I was like, "No, we're done. We're not watching night two. Great to see ya. Bye, 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 bye. Now, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, I couldn't make yikes, it. Yikes, homie. It's so bad. It's uh, such a bummer because Camille has grown so much in her title reign, from what I've seen. Yes. Like I was not fully in on it in the beginning, but she really settled into her identity and her style so beautifully. And she was doing some really, really great work. I felt like Empower was like the perfect turning point for her. Like I felt like she was doing such great work. And then um Yeah, they, they love to do these reigns with no end game, right? Like they 
<laughs> Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, right? Um, and we'll see what they do for Camille, but I mean, the whole thing is like, watch the NWA women's division because they're great. And now it sounds like they're having the NWA women's champion do what exactly? Like, it's it's bad. Stand it's, by your man. Well, yeah, it's a stand by your man. And, oh, God, it's <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, Ella with the super chat saying, when I grow up, I want to be like Kate. I'll tell you, it's not a good thing. You don't want to do that. It's no, a bad idea, don't. Ella. I want to be like you when I grow up, Ella. <laughs> if, if. Uh, Jeremy, in the weeds is tomorrow morning. What are you doing here? You guys are wearing all black, and I'm also wearing black, so I thought I fit in. Oh my god, show. we're a heel stable. Yeah. We look good. It's a Do fightful we... combat club. Oh my god. <laughs> I got a shirt that says kick. Shout out. Jeremy, to... get on the plane. We're going to Osaka, Japan right now, okay? <laughs> Jeremy, okay. I'm actually really glad you're on here because that yesterday. sounds like a lie. No, I am because <laughs> I hear your cause and I did some grassroots activism yesterday. Okay. Yes. I know that you've been wanting Cinnabon to speak up about Takeshita. Okay? Did you ask them? I went up to them because I thought I would commit to the bit. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, do you happen? To know any of this and they were like no i work here for 16 dollars an hour please leave me alone so i didn't i didn't good price I didn't actually a, didn't you didn't ask the right questions you clearly did not ask the right questions there you gotta show them the video i was gonna do a thing but there was a line because in that part of new wow. york there's a lot of people that are there for cinnabon and less <laughs> for well i'll i'll tell you this right now kate i have a big announcement to make and i'm just gonna go ahead and announce it instead of teasing we don't have, have a graphic for this yeah, I know. We do need Jeremy's announcements. I should. <laughs> what I should actually do is say that, like, I have a big announcement. I'm going to make it on In the Weeds tomorrow. Oh, Joel Pearl has an announcement. Look at that. That's not going to do for y'all. Uh, I'm not you, Joel Pearl. Thank, Thank God. God. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> I will be on Tag Talk tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern, and I will continue the boycotting of Cinnabon with a new agenda. So tomorrow at three o'clock tag talk. I don't actually know when I'm going to be on the show, but tag talks at three. So watch the whole show and I'll appear at some point, but we will have a new strike against Cinnabon tomorrow on tag talk. Hey, while you're here, you want to really quickly promote uh, in the weeds for 10 a.m. Not right. is that when we're on? We're, we're on at ten. Actually, I do want to promote the guests real quick. Uh, at eleven a.m. tomorrow, one of the weeks, we're going to have uh, Adam Barnard, who I think a lot of people have seen his tweet going around about the bloodline and um, his experience with. Uh, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to be as like sensitive as I can to this whole thing, but uh, uh, his experience with um, with narcissistic abuse. So a trigger warning to those. Uh, tomorrow morning, Adam's going to join us to talk about that thread, the bloodline and his experience. And uh, that's at 11 a.m. Eastern on In the Weeds. It's been a really interesting take. And uh, he's really excited to give his uh, his story and how it all relates to the bloodline and how it all ties together. It's a very important discussion we're going to have on yes. In the Weeds tomorrow. I do look forward to that. Joel set that up. Joel is always doing great work sometimes. I say always, but like sometimes. It's still doing 
Yeah. Sometimes huh. I'm like nice to them and then I got to catch myself and be like, wait a second. Just had an out of body experience right there. <laughs> uh, hey, while you're good. here, CEO's asking, what's Jeremy's average hours of sleep per night? <sighs> Man, I got kids. And as the kids tell me, you don't sleep when you have kids. So my, my average is maybe like four. I feel good when I get like four. And then New Japan last night completely screwed that up. So I got like three last night. That was pretty good. Three, three is not bad. Um, I, I I should promote this on in the weeds as well. Uh, but like Ryan Sullivan, say, <laughs> you guys were talking about you guys were talking about NWA. Like, I, I got to save you. Okay, touche, touche. You know what? In the weeds, by far a more entertaining yeah. wrestling program yeah. than NWA. <laughs> we are not real wrestling fans on in the weeds. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, neither am I. Uh, that I, that's why I came on. I was like, "What are they doing? What has happened?" Like, are they to my Joel and Kate at eight. With? Why are you watching us to begin with? I love this show. This is my second, third. This is my second favorite show that I'm not on. That's gonna. That sounds very oh. mean to the other shows, but you know, Tag Talk is number one across the board. But the shows that I'm on, I very much enjoy. The, the shows that I'm not on, I don't really. I like all of them. We do great work at Five Flavor Books, but I love this show. Joel Pearl is one of my best friends that I don't actually like. Uh, I have to do a show with him three days a week. Someone, and I gave Kate, Kate's only here because of me. So like, I got to support, right? Are like, we back in the media call? What the heck, man? Is there somebody like next to you off camera being like, be, be nice to Joel Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> she tells me that every day, be nice to Joel Pearl. Oh, right. <laughs> Why do I have to I, No, if nice Jeremy's consistently nice to someone, I'm more suspicious than if he's consistently fair, ripping them. <laughs> honestly, fair. He's also like, first of all, his wife's also trying to manifest Eddie Kingston on our show so that Jeremy can try and get Eddie Kingston to massacre me. Well, yeah, but she also just wants us to interview Eddie Kingston and just like, That's, here. She wants well, us to interview CM Punk, too. She's like, just give CM Punk an open form and just be like, here you go. Say say whatever you would like. I I'll, think they, I'll message. they tried that at the end of a pay-per-view. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'll message CM okay. Punk and Eddie Kingston and be like, hey, you're free during this time. You just want to come talk? Uh, we don't really care what you say. Just Let them talk. Get promos for the G1 for the next two hours. Yeah. Let's go, Eddie. Take so one. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully cool with that. Uh, yeah. What I was going to say is I worked myself into a shoot and I am doing an eating competition against a pro wrestler That's on right. In the <laughs> <laughs> people saw it and then like we we i should tell this people are just gonna rehear their story tomorrow morning uh, uh joel you came up with the great eat and greet um and then i, I messaged ronnie i was like i actually like want to do a competition can you be like the mc of this thing well that'd be kate just left she's like i'm tired of this in the weeds you show. are now we should just you are we kate. should just change this to in the weeds and then just see what happens <laughs> ryan is very excited for kate to have popped off <laughs> Uh, is she gonna come back i don't want i actually don't want to take up time you guys were talking nwa and i was like i assume i assume she's coming back momentarily okay well in that case okay i'm just fixing my white girl light continue oh okay all right then yeah sunday weeds um so yeah i think we're actually doing an eating competition and me against uh, a, a professional wrestler and maybe we should do a poll. Maybe a poll will, will settle this. Um, the three choices that we have are hot dogs, donuts, and Oreos. You let us know what you would like us to eat in this competition. Cinnabon. And I, 
I'm going to, no, Cinnabon, no, I'm not giving them any more publicity. We're boycotting the Cinnabon. Knowing so, who the wrestler is that we're going to be doing this with, hot dogs is the answer. Hot dogs is the answer, but here's the reason why I don't want to do hot dogs is they're doing the Nathan's hot dog eating contest the, the day after. And like, that's the tie-in, obviously. And yes, who we're doing the, the, uh, the competition with, yes, hot dogs makes a lot of sense. But like, personally, I think Oreos would be fun. And because I just want to dunk them in milk. And also donuts is just like, it's, it's donuts. Why not right? wings? Uh, messy. Very messy. You ever type on a keyboard while doing that? Yeah. Also, oh, the sound that comes with that is not great. That yeah, was very messy. Donuts. Uh, probably just regular glazed. Like, yeah. yeah just so like Ella has some of the worst food takes I've ever heard in my life. She does. She True. legitimately don't, does. Don't let her have any sort of say <laughs> in this. <laughs> doesn't like macaroni and cheese ella come on ice cream is good i yeah. can put away some ice cream ice cream she, and she oreos doesn't, she doesn't like mint chocolate chip oh i know ella. we've gotten to an argument over this on twitter Ridiculous. i don't get it like it's, it's the worst it's the worst where am i look at this here we go mint, are like, oh. mint oreos baby there it oh. is every respect. night every night respect the mint oreos donuts would no. be fun i vote donuts if, if not dogs I think donuts would would be good too. So I I'm gonna do a training video. We're gonna, we're gonna this is gonna be a big thing. I'm I'm gonna you know really really do this. I'm gonna take a bunch of edibles before I do this All competition. Right. I hope there's no drug testing. That way I can you know, really be hungry and everything. Be good. Get a tapeworm in me. Remember, no, oh, no. remember, you have to go to the buffet. You have to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and salads. Remember, remember what Ronnie told us. That's how you prepare for these things. I'm going to take all of his advice. I'm going to win it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm taking this very serious and I'm going to win. There's no Krispy Kreme in Ohio. At least if there is, I have no idea where one is. And that's very sad. There's a Dunkin' Donuts, like a, a, a stone's throw away. So we're going to do Dunkin' Donuts. Cause I feel like that's pretty, you know, chain it's everywhere. So Ryan Lambert is here for glizzy. Jeremy Oreos are nasty. He says, the, look, if you guys want nasty, Ryan, me and Ella, you can have terrible food taste. <laughs> Oreos are nasty. I will, I will tell you, if you want you. the the most content out of the training videos, hot dog might be the vote. Oreo may, I mean, maybe Oreo donuts. I can get some good content. Hot dog, like that's easy. Like, haha, look at this. Look at what I'm doing with hot dogs. Easy content, right? So just floppy. Yeah, but like food. you're better than that. To be honest, like you I'm are not 100% <laughs> not. Let's be honest about this. I'm not better than that at Content all. Content-wise, I feel like you're better. I mean, look, I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to be, we'll fight CO tomorrow. I will tell you Cinnabon's biggest comp- competition. I'm backing them 100% tomorrow. This Tag week's Talk. episode of Tag Talk will feature Jeremy Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to boo Jeremy boo. Okay, so before before Jeremy heads off to the sunset, I assume you, you get me. Oh, I thought this was a, a half hour long promo for in the weed. I didn't. I don't <laughs> think the show was so. so I do want to. I, I do want to mention this. So I do the audio upload for it in the weeds every every show that we do. Oh this particular episode that we did on Friday, I need to pat myself on the back for this. If you listen to the audio and you had all of the uh, the commercials show up at the 33-ish minute mark, I do that collision bit 
and we don't actually do the CM Punk. We go into something else. When I stop and pause, I put in a mid-roll right there. And then an hour hour later, at at one hour and 33, I picked that shit up right again. And I did the exact same shit. And I put in another mid-roll and we gotcha. This is how you know you've like jumped the shark as a podcaster. When you're uploading your audio, because I do this too. I haven't done it in a little bit. But when you're like, I'm going to put the audio in this spot, your little mid-roll. And you're like, that's the most only for me thing you can do. (laughs) Y'all put way too much. I maybe did that like the first time. Like, oh, I want the listeners to have a great experience and make sure it flows before it just cuts to a commercial break. And then I heard like all the perfect, like Renee's podcast, which just put it in random sentence. Random shit. It's awful. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? If Renee Paquette, uh, Kate's new best friend, can just put it in in the middle of a random sentence then so can i so i was just like this is what we're doing i just try to make sure it's not top of our in audio ad reads like the on the right that we're not doing like an, an on-air one followed by a mid-roll like back to back like sense. that but i just um, like two seconds yeah. of dead air or like uh, you know a little bit of dead air and i'm like there it is oh you guys you you haven't lived until you've uploaded the tuesday audio and alex rant and you just throw in like a mid-roll Oh, it's so great. <laughs> the middle of an Alex rant? Let's go. Just him oh. Screaming and oh. then it being like <laughs> Who approved Alex getting time off? This was not run by me. I I don't know. Speaking of approval, someone well, finally a pro is here. Yeah, she, she has something to say about your uh Ella your, addresses her enemies. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for for once, I don't have beef with Joel. That's a first. <laughs> He's the what worst. What did you do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her Hi, last Ella. week off. Hi. This is the first I'm... time Ella and I are on a stream together, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and that's only because you were talking shit. Your food takes well, are awful, though. Thanks. Let's be honest. <laughs> I have I had a lot of people backing me up, though, on the mint chocolate chip one. Just saying. Danny Cage is not people, okay? Danny Cage is just (laughs) also wrong with you on that. Maggie agreed with me, though, too, is the thing. Maggie Maggie doesn't count here either. Yeah, she just had cereal. She just had cereal like five minutes ago. She doesn't count. And it was Magic Spoon, too. Like, Joel. Joel, what the fuck? What? (laughs) We've had this discussion on the run sheet. We have. <laughs> there are old episodes where we talk about that. We talked about the, what do we do? The, we did the hot dogs with the sub, your sub take, where it's like you put nothing on it. Yeah, I'm a plain person. What do you want from me? This it's is spice. just Joel plugging his own show. Oh, in the weeds, in the weeds, <laughs> the run sheet with Ella J. Anything to avoid being the show that I'm on. To be fair, Joel does owe me a show because he was he was melting yep. too much to record last week with me. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys want some breaking news on the air? Sure. Impact. Watch the Impact post show on <laughs> Thursdays. That's okay because I'm on the ROH one ahead of <laughs> yeah. it. I'll take it. I'll take it. At whatever time Joel and Cresta actually get on the air. So don't. Okay, if you're a GCW fan, maybe plug your ears for two seconds. One, two, three, spoiler alert. Uh, Blake Christian is the new GCW world champion. Beat Masha Slamovich after she defended against Rina Yamashita in the cage. We should kind of saw it coming, to be honest. On, we should get Blake Christian on in the weeds. We should actually get Blake. I would love to talk to Blake Christian on the show. 
Should I just message him right now and be like, hey, Blake, don't yes. know if you're busy right now, yes. but you want to come on? This show right now. Yeah. Secure, secure the interview while we're we're on the show, man. Nah. His DMs are closed, unfortunately. I know oh, people who know people. We'll see. We'll see if we can play Christian. Oh, yeah. I know a guy. I, I know, know a guy who shows. I have, really? See? I got comments in here agreeing with me with that mint chocolate chip is gross. Thank you, people. Thank Who's you. Who's that? Who, who agreed? CO? Oh, I like CO. Enough. Enough of other people. This is our show. <laughs> I did nothing. I didn't make this. <laughs> See, I can just do that, though. I Ella didn't... can't do that. I can put Ella back on, though. There we go. I'm just pointing out I did not have any. Wait a second. Hold on. How you doing, Ella? What's up? I'm, I'm Joel. That's Kate. And this is Joel and Kate at 835 on Fightful Overbooked. <laughs> we should have our own late night show, Jeremy. Oh, we tried that once, and then I got yeah, kids away and real quick. wife, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do it anymore. Kate seems actually agitated. I'm going to. No, 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 I don't no, want to. Her face was like, gosh. yeah, she's no, like, oh was, my gosh. It's called K Fabe, people. I was just having fun. Oh, <laughs> Kate Fabe, damn it! <laughs> yeah, that's my whole name is a pun. No, I love it. I like all the people. I only get annoyed by run-ins if it's someone I actually don't want to talk to. <laughs> we don't have those around well, here. I was going to say, I'm do glad, people with I'm access glad to Kate this? doesn't hate me in real life. No. <laughs> Please. I have so many other enemies to address me. before yeah. Ella. <laughs> before Ella. I just assume everyone dislikes me, so it's fine. Stop. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Three times a week, plus every other meeting we have every day. I try to not to talk to you that much, Joel. I get it. <laughs> I have to, but like, I try not to. You have to talk to him at least three days a week, at the very least. That's true. Unless he not, like avoids our show like he did for a couple of them. Yeah, SB3, a much better, much better host. Oh, yeah, that time where I had to go to Calgary to go see my family. And Bret Hart didn't actually want to hang out. Coward. Oh, I can't believe Coward. Come on, Brett. Just... You showed up in Toronto and you had your walk of fame and you didn't want to hang out there either. But I wouldn't know, hang out with you either. I get it. You he wants to hang out with Steve Agantaro. I get it. You wouldn't you wouldn't say anything bad about Goldberg. Say something bad about Goldberg right now, Joel Pearl. He breaks his face a lot. <laughs> At inopportune times. <laughs> Bleeding. Good. Great. Nailed it. Great. Got it. I don't Say something nice a- about Jeff Jarrett, Kate. Um, Something nice about Jeff Jarrett. He's a lot of money to afford a lot of these guitars. He is extremely employable, it would seem. The second half made it sound like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it would seem. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that Jeff Jarrett is very employable. He's great at, he's so great at coordinating live events. I think he should throw his whole self into that role of his life. That's how good he is at it. These house shows are going so well. I want to see what it looks like with all of Jeff Jarrett's time an energy devoted specifically to those. 
Do you think Jeff Jarrett would have been good in Degeneration X since he was in literally every other imaginable, like, popular group? Yes. Jeff Jarrett I... going around telling people to suck it? You kidding me? Suck it, slap nuts. Let's go. Yeah. Great. All right. Just making sure. I wanted to get people's opinion on this. Ella, do you agree? Disagree? Sure, I'll agree. Wonderful. Ella, say something mean about Mickey James. She she's always late to everything. And like even Nick will point this out. Like, I love her, but she is not punctual at all. At all. Shit, her and Kate should hang out sometime if they could ever <laughs> together. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, also, 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 okay. also, she likes mint she likes mint ice cream, mint chocolate yeah, ice Mickey cream. Mickey James, a woman yeah. of taste. Okay, hold on. Here's, here's the thing. It's not that people don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's just that if given the opportunity, people will pick literally anything else before mint chocolate chip ice cream. They call it the fallback flavor because it is the flavor you pick when your favorite flavor is unavailable. I will eat like any other flavor of ice cream over mint chocolate chip ice cream. I just can't do I can't do mint and chocolate. It just I can't. I will eat literally like any candy bar as long as it doesn't have mint or coconut in it. Like that's it. I feel like Ella isn't supporting me, and it just makes me upset when um, women don't support other women. You're the one. You're <laughs> the one who started it. To be honest with you, you're the one who brought it up, not me. I How have never feel, started is this, anything is, is in my like, life. You know, just you know, you can have it. I will. You can have you... it. That's just more for you. I don't eat them, so that's just more for you. So good for you. That shit is like neon green. That is Hulk green. <laughs> it's so good. I believe it's good, but like... Does this just color. make you uncomfortable, Ella? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's the sound that makes it uncomfortable. That should go behind a paywall, Jeremy. <laughs> that's that's the that's a new um story on Fightful... That's a new video on Fightful Select. Jeremy's mukbangs. People, people get canceled for less on this platform for these things. <laughs> Oreos are great. Mint chocolate chip ice cream is great. Macaroni and cheese is great. Ella is a hater. Very good. Kate, I don't know if you saw the chat, but uh, our pal Luis mentioned that Santana tweeted out 6 9. Nice. As in the June hate- 9th, which the- is a Friday. The haters nice. keep you employed, though, Kate. What was that? The haters keep you employed, though. Oh, I know. I <laughs> I am. I do a show with the biggest hater every Tuesday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jeremy, out of here. It was getting extremely uncomfortable on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was the best show we produced in months. That's the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't even know if we talked about wrestling. Oh, no, we did. We talked about the NWA, so clearly... We we did. We talked about... If you don't talk about the NWA, you aren't even a wrestling fan. So That's right. That's what's up. All right. Are we are we done with the four top or are we <laughs> I guess so. Jeremy said love y'all, so I'm assuming that means he's out of here. All right. All right. Good. Thanks to Jeremy and to Ella for showing up. We gotta actually do our show and talk about the things people want us to talk about. We I mean we started with NWA. If that's not giving the people what they want off the top. 
Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's true. Our, our chat, our private chat was just very funny right now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it up, but it was very funny. Uh, let's get a couple of super chats that came in. Uh, Jay Miller saying some of the wrestlers in commentary have mentioned the phrasing of any title in championships that where mid card catch ins will be allowed. What are your thoughts? I assume this is money in the bank and Gunter approaching uh, Riddle, for example, and being like, I hope you win. So you cash in on me. Austin theory cashed in on the, on the U S championship last year. Uh, what are your thoughts on mid card titles being cashed in during the bank? dumbest possible route you could take? If you're a heel and you're trying to get like the most guaranteed outcome that you'll win, I see the no. I see it. I don't say I don't. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see what the storytelling entails because you're not going to beat Roman. You can probably beat Seth at this point, but like uh, if if they didn't have the World Heavyweight Championship, probably would have been people trying to go after like the lowest common denominator. Awesome. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I think it makes more sense to cash in on the NXT world title than it does to cash in on a mid-card title. That's like, if someone says, hey, do you want 100 bucks?" And you're like, no, I'll take $80 instead. It is such a stupid idea. It is infuriating that Austin Theory didn't do it or did do it instead of cash in on um, the titles when they were at Clash at the Castle. Like, you could have just cashed in and lost it would have cleared up that whole thing it is an unbelievably ridiculous misuse of money in the bank because that is supposed to feel like this looming threat that you could challenge for the biggest prize in the company at any time why you would cash in on something smaller is ridiculous especially when this is a world where it doesn't take a lot to get a challenge at a mid-card title like it basically is like hey I want that. Okay. Like if, if there was more um, structure or an authority figure that was toying with someone, maybe that makes sense. But I think it is just uh, a somewhat asinine suggestion. I will say this when theory had the briefcase and he went down to NXT for that one shot of him with the briefcase threatening Braun breaker, that was the one time where I think a lot of people were like, yeah, do that. Go down. It's and still a world, world title. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's the it's world still, title of a different brand. Yeah. The idea of like, he take the NXT, it's not even the NXT world championship. It's just the NXT title, which like you are the, you're the face of that brand, which honestly, a lot of people were like, this is perfect for him. He goes back, he refreshes, he becomes a temple member of that brand. He proves his value and builds his stock. And then he goes back up once he drops the title. It was the it was the right place for him to uh, to cash it in, and also it shows that you could cash it in anywhere, anytime for any championship. It would have worked, but instead they did what they did, and yeah, here we are. Yeah, that was a. I, I think if you had a golden egg for the mid card titles that you could cash in on, that's the move. Yeah, yeah, it's about it's about gold eggs and family, mm, green eggs and family. <laughs> Anyway, who do you do you have a, a money in the bank favorite yet? Now that uh, they're starting to do qualifiers, uh, I my pick would be LA Knight. I, yeah. I think, yeah, that guy's personality with the briefcase for months on end could be so much fun. Um, I'm not 
convinced it's not going to be Cody. I think Brock costs him. I think that's the move. It sure feels like they're setting up for for Jaden to throw Roman. So um, it, it definitely, to me, the, the move is LA Knights to to win. I, I really think that would be the, the way to go. And in the women's, I don't make a prediction because it all gets cashed in within 12 minutes anyway. So... <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the winner's going to go into Vince McMahon's office and be like, I demand that you make this a longer title reign. By the way, I do have to put this, point this out. The the story that went around, someone aggregated the uh, the Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey. They went to management and talked about, you know, give them the titles. It wasn't give them the titles. It was put them together as a tag team. Like Shayna Baszler went out of her way to be like, no, you idiots. We didn't say we wanted the titles. We said we wanted to be a tag team. So Anyway. Sure. Um, they're not going to do that other. and not give them the titles. I think is probably where right. most people were thinking. Right, and the there point- was definitely some people who made the point of, "Gee, I remember two other women who asked for them to give a crap about women's tag team wrestling." Right, but I think <laughs> the problem here wasn't that they were coming at it as an angle of give us the tag titles. It was it it was implied, but it wasn't like they went to to whoever and said. Give us a tag titles. It's the only way. It was more like, we want to be a tag team. We have been for a long time. You kept telling Rhonda to wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, because you wanted to do something bigger with her, and then nothing ever came, because Rhonda came back at the Rumble that one year in 2022 and didn't give a shit. And I basically think, devalued her own stock. I said for from the beginning with that, like her as a face is just a bad idea. Um, because... Yeah. They don't know how to write the face that she is. They they have no idea how to lean into the shit talker that she was in UFC and, and make that work as a face thing. It's They're way too sterile of writers to make that happen. The other thing is, especially when you go away and have a child, um, Ronda's whole career before that, she was in the ring with ring generals. Like, people that could guide her through matches. A hundred like. Charlotte and Becky, I mean, the, the best women's wrestlers in the world were the ones holding her hand through things. And then when she got back and they put the title on her, it was a reverse situation. And I think that just didn't work. Like she just isn't far enough into wrestling um, to be the one that's guiding people through the matches. That's why I think the the best um, match of her reign was the one that she dropped to Raquel because it was somebody who organically fit her moveset a little bit rather than her having to be so kind of like careful or um, up her pacing or make all these adjustments. Like I I think her and Raquel work together because when Rhonda leans into her style of what she can do, I don't know if there's anyone that's better at it except maybe for Shayna Baszler. So um, that to me was the, the miss of her singles run. I I've been calling for a Shayna and Rhonda feud for a long time. And knowing that they're the women's tag team holders means that'll probably be happening in about a month from now. So I'm very glad. excited for that. Yeah. <laughs> that is my favorite trope in wrestling. When I pointed it out, people are like, Oh God, he's right. And I'm like, of course. Oh, right. That's what happens. Uh, so you don't have a woman in mind for money in the bank just yet. Uh, they could give it to Bianca. Like that, that could be a really fun way to go. Feels like um, Bianca is going to be the first challenger at money in the bank. I, after this week, it does seem that way. I don't know if, um, I mean, we got this revolving door promo, right? It was so weird. Uh, I would love for it to be EO instead. I feel like, um, 
there's so many fun things you could do with this damage control breakup. Uh, but I also think a money in the bank heel turned Bianca could be a really, really fun way to go. Like we we've seen that they don't follow their own rules. Right. So Bianca could lose, go insane and then enter the match and win or whatever. Um, take Shotzi out or someone beforehand, whatever. Um, they had Austin Theory just decide to enter and win it. They could do the same with her, but if you did it with Bianca as a heel, being the EST with the money in the bank briefcase, that could be a whole bunch of fun. I think EO would be a fun possibility, and Bailey and her could have some really fun fallout uh, over which one of them has has the briefcase. My only concern with turning Bianca heel... Are you concerned? It's big concern. I would cry every night into my pillow. I would be upset. I would I would call switchboards all over the place to talk about switchboard J White. I would be switchboard J White, switchboard J Pearl. Uh, I would I would call <laughs> everywhere and tell them I can't I can't do it like this. I'm so confused. Anyway, uh, with Bianca, I don't think they would do it because she is the baby face of all baby faces at every single event. Sean's talked about it too. The community stuff, she's there. She's first one in, she's last one out. Interviews, you know, when she does the, the scrums, man, she sticks around. She talks to everybody. She's very, very good at being present and being part of it. And I don't think WWE wants to take that away because there's really nobody else on that women's roster that is as good as she is right now at doing that. Raquel's trying. Natty's there all the time, but Natty's also been there forever and ever on men. And like, Nikki Cross is another one who's always there and always like engaged with people. I mean Becky, but She's I not. She, they don't. She doesn't do a lot of the press stuff these days. You could very easily, if if that was the concern, you could very easily crank that up. I think Becky is one of the most sincere interviews that they throw out there. I but I, I hear that, and I. Bianca is, I've, I've said for months, like Bianca's female John Cena, even in the way that she was protected in her reign. Um, we were talking about damage control. All three of them tried to take her out and they couldn't do it. Like she is that for them. Um, I think creatively it would be extremely interesting. I completely understand not doing it for those reasons or even just not wanting to do it right now um, because of what you said of the, the who's next up thing. But creatively, I think it could be interesting. She is... Also, like, Bianca is one of the few stars that they've actually made in the past couple years. Like, she is one of the very few of the newer NXT handoffs that has been something that has translated and worked and is doing so to, like, the fullest extent of the law. So I get it. I get wanting one of your only success cases to stay face and making a bunch of money. There's an even bigger point to that. She's also one of the only PC trained wrestlers mm-hmm. that like only PC never worked the indies came in day one at PC and came out the star that she's become. That's been something that WWE has been trying to do forever. And when they got Bianca, that was like, Oh my God, it finally worked. So it's rare. And they need She's to- also the only move. black woman on the roster too. I think right now on the main roster, you may be right. I, 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 you probably don't want that too. Like you probably don't Mi Chin. want me chin. Me sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but I get what you're saying. And like, and I agree with you. There's a need 
there, yeah, there's just a need for representation. You can't just have one black woman and be just like, good enough. And you probably don't want to turn that one black woman heel um, in, right. in, the, in the process, right? Like that's, yeah. a, that's you, a big part of it. Aiden Carter was pointed out in the chat. She's also a tag team uh, wrestler. <laughs> and where the hell is she? Right. <laughs> that's, that's my only thing. I'm like, great. Wasn't there an is injury? She? Wasn't there an injury with them? With was one there? Oh, I that's, like one of them has that an ankle injury sucks. or something. Yeah, there's something going that on. That sucks if they, they, they're a team that should have been called up a long time ago. So if they, if there's an injury, that blows. As is tradition, everyone has their ACLs blown out right now. It's just, it's just yeah, like, everybody. The injury bug is nasty, man. Wild. Uh, for Money in the Bank for the men's, I think I'm leaning towards Drew McIntyre as uh, as the guy. I do think he comes in and wins it and turns heel. I think he takes out Seth Rollins and it's just dirty and nasty. He takes that title away. That's the guy uh, that I would do. And I'd bring him back at money in the bank. I don't know if I actually, I would like to bring him back at money in the bank, but they've done too much of that over the last few years of having like last minute entrance. So unless they you would do, do that with a guy who is reportedly not even close on contract. Uh, I would do that with a guy who seems like his creative is the big question right now. And maybe things have changed. That's where, that's where I'm coming from. But who knows? That's what I would do. Uh, and on top of that, for the women, man, it's so tempting to say Lacey Evans. <laughs> just, to, just to upset Why do you people. want me to quit? I don't. Uh, she did not qualify this past Friday on SmackDown. They usually do a second chance match with the losers. We'll see who the losers are because she could very well be the winningest loser. Uh, there are other people who may, may who might make more sense, but if they're trying to kind of build a heel with the briefcase, she's really the only one I can think of that's on the women's side of SmackDown that makes the most sense. But then they got to challenge right now Oscar or Rhea Ripley, which is that's pretty tough. I don't know. I don't know how, where that would work. I feel like if they were gonna do, I it to me felt like they were setting up for a lazy money in the bank win last year. And they didn't do it. And that makes me think that they don't think they have anything figured out with her, um, which is also how I feel. <laughs> so that part of it in, in some ways is a relief. But to, I thought for sure they were going to do, um, you know, it would have been Cody Rhodes, Lacey Evans, 4th of July, America, America winners. Um, but I don't know. In the UK, by the way. Of course. Of yes, course. That's how you do it. Uh I don't. I don't know. I, I. I feel like even they might think that's too much of a risk, and I don't know if Lacey Evans versus Oscar would be the thing that you or Rhea Ripley, honestly, like that feels like it needs Charlotte to be champion. And I feel you could have Charlotte come back and win it. Actually, I don't hate it. Has she held the briefcase? I don't think she has. I don't think she has. And if you want to set up Oscar versus Charlotte at Mania, yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to go as far as to have anybody. I, I, people keep coming up with the idea, Cody wins, and then he calls his shot at WrestleMania with the briefcase. And it's like, they've done the call the shot before, and it's not as it's not as interesting or as enticing as people seem to think it is or was. John Cena had his call. He called his shot. That wasn't much. At Raw, at Raw 1000 against Punk. And yeah. The big show coming out and getting DQ'd. And that was the briefcase. So like it's, it, not, yeah. it's not I, interesting. I think uh Big E did the same thing. 
Well, Biggie's uh, Biggie's was so different because it was it wasn't like the device of the briefcase that made it special, though him walking around making out with it was really, really fun. It was like this moment that we knew wanted ha- to happen, that needed to happen, that was so special to finally happen. Um, and the briefcase was kind of a catalyst for it, but it it's it's way better off as a heel device. Cody calling a shot, I feel like only works if it's Roman, and I I don't think that's the direction they're going. You could have Cody win it and cash in on Seth. The story's right there. Um, yeah, but you're finishing the wrong story then. But Seth has lost to him three times, right? Like that could be they love adversity. If he lost to Seth Rollins, only one ad- only one times. adversity at a time, Kate. Only one adversity at a time. I, I think Brock probably costs him, and it, it goes to the way of like an LA night. Or I, my guess is Montez Ford wins whatever last chance qualifier they they probably end up doing. Yeah, I think Tez will win the last chance qualifier as well. Um, I don't think or want Cody or Brock in that match. I want them to have their blow-off match at Money in the Bank, which would make sense, too, because Brock's going to be on that card. They're going to the UK. That's a huge event. There's a the, From a business standpoint, this is their opportunity to reset their television deals in the UK as well. So they're trying to put over a big card that gets a lot of people invested and then gets a lot of business eyes on the product. Brock is a guy that will do that. I would have Brock and Cody 3 do it either in a big cage type match or do the submission match. That's what I want more than anything. No, they're uh, going to do that at SummerSlam. No, don't do it at SummerSlam. Have a diff- No, go a different route. Do Brock and Seth at SummerSlam for the title. That's where I think they're going with that. They'll have Brock versus Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship. Cody will do something else. I don't know what. Maybe it'll be Cody, Brock, and Seth. Gunther. Could be Gunther. Who knows? The uh, And that's the, that's the other side of things, too. I don't want the match for Cody and Brock to become a winner joins money in the bank either. I don't like that scenario. I guess what they're going to do. Uh, Give Cody more adversity. He's absolutely going to have, it's got Brock is a hundred percent going to cost him. Cody's going to be in the money in the bank because of course he is. Just did that though. That's, that's how they did the the night after Night of Champions. They don't give a shit. They've started giving more of a shit though. They're not running. They haven't I, I don't see a world where where Cody and Brock isn't the triple the third main event of SummerSlam. I don't think they're putting together a program quick enough to go between Seth money and the bank. I think Seth and Brock is the is the SummerSlam show. Barf. We shall see. That's just where I'm at. Well, we'll do the Roman Reigns talk in a little bit because uh, Ricardo still so still knows surname. Said as a super chat early in the show, saying Forbidden Door match speculation. Kate's bangs, yay! Uh, yeah, but we I guess I, you want to talk about it. So um, you want to talk about Brian Danielson? Yes, joined the band Blind Melon, and there is no rain. That's right. The original thumbnail for this show until Kate made me angry. <laughs> Joke's on you. I thought the Uso segment was phenomenal. Yes. Um, but but Okada versus Danielson is I, that's just an unbelievable call on on their part. Uh, I think 
I, I think a lot of people were assuming it would be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Danielson. I think doing that at Wembley in front of a UK crowd for ZSJ is not a bad idea if you wanted to do that. Um, but Okada, it's, it's just a, a very clean, best in the world, best in the world feud with a heel Danielson and a face Okada right now. I mean, God, with that and Omega Osprey 2 being set up, and that's before we've even gotten through the rest of Dominion. And Claudio Castagnoli's in Osaka right now. Like, this is incredible. Like, I, I'm so happy for New Japan because they got so... I was going to say they got so shafted during COVID, which they did. But they also just did this really responsible thing and took fucking care of their wrestlers and shut down while the pandemic was in the throes of it and and paid them um, to not wrestle like everybody else at their own jobs. Um, but I, uh, I'm so glad to see like strong is killing it. New Japan proper is killing it. Like this has been such a healthy moment in wrestling. Um, and it's, it's just interesting. I, I think we'll probably get Samoa Joe versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door then too, which is awesome. Cause that's been a really fun TV title program. Um, Aussie Open is the big question mark in the tag picture because uh, the injury, but probably should be back. It sounds like Davey should be back. Um, maybe you do the Lucha Brothers FTR and Aussie Open as a triple threat. That would rule. Like it's, It seems like a really cool balance of we can throw together some dream matches here, but there's also ones that have longer term stories in play. And those stories don't even have to be like, we faced each other five times before. It can just be Brian Danielson's historic career, Okada's historic career. Um, you'll see if they can get Bronson Reed for just one match because he beat Okada, as you know. He did, but he, uh, hasn't, <laughs> but, but he hasn't beaten Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan. So that, Exactly, exactly. If, so. if Brian beats Okada, then Jonah Rock and Brian Danielson need to have a match to crown best in the world. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but it, it's, it feels better than last year's because there were just so many injuries last year, like Danielson being one of them. Punk was injured. Um, what Punk walks back into, who the hell knows? You've got Jay White over here now. You've got Eddie Give Kingston in the G1. Like, there, there's so Give much. Punk. Give Punk Toriano. <laughs> no, it's got to be Kenta, right? No, it's got to be. Settle it once and for all. No, give MJF Toriano. No, no, well, yes. But also, I just want to see Toriano get one over on Punk and then Tony afterwards be like, yeah, yeah now who's in yeah. charge? Yeah. And then Gato just laughing the whole way through. Put that on, on Collision, bitch. Give me Punk and, and Alex Coglin. That's what I want. Why does Coglin beat the shit out of CM Punk? I don't want him to get injured as soon as he's back again. That's um, a CM Punk issue. I think uh, the the wild card is what, if anything, MJF will do. Like, I, I think there's all these kind of natural cross-sections for a lot of other people. Um, you know, Shota Umino being a young lion of mocks makes everything very interesting because you could pull that with the Blackpool Combat Club and everything going on with the Elite right now. Ibushi shows up. Um, but I, I feel like MJF because God bless that man and his presser for saying that pretty much everybody, except for great Ocon, uh, <laughs> is 
just an indie fed guy. Holy shit. You're right though. He's right. Damn it. I so right. popped. I Love popped it. so hard. You think um, uh, you think Max gets Tanahashi? That's what uh, certain people are, are thinking. Max and Tana could be really fun. Max yeah. and Tana could be really fun. Um, but we'll see. You could also do Sonata, I guess. Like you could just do world champ versus world champ. Easy setup. I'm just, kind of feels like the right call though, from like a, a match energy standpoint. Yeah, it's it's big. But uh, I I don't know, man. I Okada Ishii and Tanahashi having those never open weight six man tags. I was so sure that we were going to do a match similar to this one at Forbidden Door, but obviously that gets blown open now that Tana might do Max. Okada seems to be on on a collision course with Brian Danielson, and uh, then we also have well, we can even talk about the, the Kenny match. That's yeah. also that's that that that's the only official match is Kenny Omega Correct. Yes. versus uh, <clears throat> Kenny and Osprey too versus Will Osprey. That's going to be uh, at Forbidden Door for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. That is going to be a banger of a match. That's going to be a fun match. They're going to build it well. Don's probably going to come back to uh, talk to his buddy for a little while on that uh, on that build for a couple weeks. I also just love that we're doing that in Canada and you could logically set up the third in Wembley right in, in Osprey's ter- territory. That's such a, um, a fun way to sum up a, a series of three. Like they were both in Japan where they've kind of established roots and then you're in each person's hometown. That's a, a super fun way to go. Um, but there's, there's a lot you could do. There's a lot you could do. And it feels like possibilities instead of stuff being thrown together. You know, like, I, I think that'll be a, a really, really nice card to round out. And it'll feel like a collision of all stars, but not void of, of story in any way. Like, I, I think it's being built at a, a much more even pace this year. Do you have Osprey come back, win the U.S. championship, and then drop it, it at Wembley in part three to Kenny? I think you could do that. I, I also don't know if you need Kenny having that title. Like you could have Osprey win it that enough to get you to, to three, right? Kenny's like, no, no, no. I want that title back and just have Will Osprey retain. Um, Osprey's not going anywhere anytime soon. And Kenny is also involved in the hottest story in AEW. So where attention kind of deans itself, I think could be a really, you could just keep it on Osprey, but, but use the, Osprey win as the impetus to, to set it up at Wembley. Someone in the chat asked me if I'm going to be doing it at the media scrum at, uh, at Forbidden Door. My plan is yes. Uh, I, I have to apply for my credentials because I think I've mentioned this on other shows. Sean's not going to Toronto because he's a coward and he's afraid. Right. Of um, the guy that used to go to all of the AEW shows on behalf of Fightful now works for AEW. So uh, probably not. And Reg told us on the air that he's not going. So he won't be able to go in and ask a billion questions at the presser after the show. Um, can't I don't make know, CM Punk cry. Can't make CM Punk cry. So I'm going to have to do that. The onus yeah. is on me at a, at a New Japan AEW crossover show to make CM Punk cry. That's a that's a big get, but I'm going to do it. I'm a, I'm going to make Just him cry. Just ask him about Larry and as a dog, him getting older. Like I'm I'm going to ask him about I mean? ten minutes with a steal on Wrestling Perspective podcast. There you go. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's going to confuse a whole lot of people, by the way. But I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm going to ask him about it. I'm going to be like, so Lars works on our channel. Also Rancid. Also has your ballet steel. Wednesday's going to do the thing. Yeah. He'll be like, oh, yeah. what thing? 
When's he going to tell us about the, the lawsuits? Yeah. I'm gonna He's not going to cry about that, though. You got to go for the heartstrings. Yeah, I got other things. I'll ask him Bret Hart questions. There you go. There you go. Uh, hey, someone, we're in Canada. Yeah. Oh, what Bret about Hart, Denise? Bret Hart, Bret Hart. Denise doesn't go on behalf of Fightful. Denise goes on behalf of her own channel. Like she yeah, is. Denise goes on behalf of Denise because she's a powerhouse yeah. herself, baby. I don't think people really understand it. Like Denise is not like she's she's not Fightful. Like she's affiliated with us, but she doesn't like. She doesn't run the news. She doesn't do like what Jeremy does or like I do here all the time or Kate. Don't tell them the truth. You wanted to, you, you tried much like Bullet Club. You tried to jump Denise out and it didn't work. Oh no, it never worked. She's too popular. She's too, she's, she's too big for being so small. Yeah. yeah, No, she's scrappy as hell. You know what I mean? Oh my God. She'll just beat my ass. But anyway, no, she goes on her own and um, yeah, her, her work with Bible is largely like it's raw and it's post the post WWE pay-per-views. She doesn't do anything That's else it, for yeah. us. That's it. And like, she does a great job. I Hell just yeah. think that she's like, she doesn't need there. us. We'll put it that way. It's no, okay. but she's, she's a big draw for this channel. Absolutely. Rightfully so. Right. We need her is what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I do agree. Yes. Not Joel, Pearl, Joel Pearl in the weeds. Fightful overbooked. Uh, Mr. Punk, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? And, oh. and you were starving. <laughs> no, no. Starving or not. Eat yourself. What is your hot dog? What is your favorite hot dog condiment, Mr. Punk? I am a vegetarian. Then what is your favorite condiment on a sandwich? I don't give a shit what's on it. Answer the question. I'm gonna get very abusive with him. It's not we're trying to make him cry. You've missed <laughs> you've missed the boat here. Can I just bully him into crying? I don't think sandwich condiments are gonna do it. I could push in other ways. He'll just fight you and you'll lose. What's he gonna do? Block me on Twitter? No, he'll he'll. First of all, Larry will bite you. Mm, that's true. Second of all, A Steel might be there. He might bite you. He'll bite me instead. That's what's up. I don't know about that. Anyway, yeah, the Forbidden Door stuff is gonna be good. I'll be there. Uh, I'm hoping to go to Collision as well the Saturday night before and the Sunday morning. I think I've talked on this show about Girls Next Door. I will be there. You have. Yes, I'm very excited for Girls Next Door. You are very excited for Girls so Next Door. excited for Girls Next Door. It's going to be a good show. There's a lot of really good stuff that's coming out of that. So uh, go watch that. If you're going to be in town for Forbidden Door, go to those shows. Smash Wrestling's great. Femme Fatale's great. Uh, so much good stuff going on. And yeah, that's that, that's what's going on there. I guess we should talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. We should. I don't see an elephant anywhere in here. It's big gold. It's behind you. Oh. No, let's talk about uh, a go looking belt. That's true. It's a good, it's a big belt. Is this what you're using as your like replacement for when you don't actually have a title belt in the background, like every other podcaster? Yeah, I don't need to buy a bunch of title belts because I've got them all. Every variant imaginable, right here. It's a very cool book. This was given to me uh, by one of my Mark Order co hosts, Anthony, and it's really cool. Did it's, he got sign- like the, it's got the legacy of them all in the pictures and stuff. It's a fun little read. Did he sign it? <laughs> he did not sign it. Should I should sign- make him sign it, though. He should. When he's famous. Rich and famous. Which, as I mean, wrestling podcasting basically makes you a star, kid. Uh, people want to talk about Eddie Kingston in the G1. I'd listen. Okay. It's great. I think it's good. I think it's, it's a dream come true for Eddie. Uh, Let me I'm tell a- you something, partner. 
Let's go. I'm entering the G1, and I'm going to kick everybody's ass. Because that's what I do. And I am going to beat Sonata to become the world heavyweight champion partner. Okay, but what if he goes like 0-30? Well, you can't go 0 and 30 in the tournament. Oh, okay. You can go 0 and 2, I think. Colby Carino came back to the NWA. That's a shame. Listen, it doesn't matter what block I'm in. I've been in jail blocks. I've been in cell blocks that were harder than this. What cell block was Eddie Kingston in? He never went to jail. You don't know that. Are you confusing Eddie Kingston with Nick Gage? This is this is my Eddie Kingston. This is figure Eddie Kingston. He's done some shit. Right. It's like there's a difference between Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea. Exactly. Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch appendage. Terry Bollea does not. Eddie Kingston went to jail. Eddie Kingston, the uh, the figure, went to jail. He didn't say he was in jail. He just went to jail. He could have been visiting a friend in jail. That's right. When Metallica went to San Quentin to film St. Anger, he was there just He was there. Just just like an extra... An extra. He was the guy <laughs> with the bald head and the beard. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that was Eddie Kingston. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't think of other plots. What do you mean? Oh God, I don't know. This is your. These are your people, not mine. Right. I don't. You think I'm going to sit out here and claim Ryan? He's never sent me any Reese's cups. Apparently they were sold out this year. That's why he didn't buy me at my first. He's birthday. the best. He's just the best dude. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even fame it. He's just That's like, fun. I'm here to help everyone all the time. Good dude, love him. Uh, let's. Uh, speaking of not loving people, though, let's talk about Roman Reigns. Let's talk about that bloodline segment from from Friday Night SmackDown. Can we, we talk know? about the ugly belt first? Do you think let's it's ugly? What 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 made it ugly to you? Why do, why don't you like it? I don't. Okay, so just from like a personal taste standpoint, I don't like super yellowy golds. I like the white golds. And I guess I was just thinking like a couple months ago, we we thought Cody was going to win and bring back the winged eagle belt. And now we have <laughs> this thing. It's not that it's bad. It's just that it's just fine. And when you go from like undisputed two belts and you're like, we're merging them into this one, it should feel like a big deal upgrade situation, but this felt like, hey, we're going to try and make this as replicable for merch as possible and look kind of exactly like the other one so that it doesn't feel like a second runner-up belt, even though it's a second runner-up belt. So I, it just felt like um, for a thousand-day celebration and for everything that they have put emphasis on with this the two two titles like merging them into one should have been like a oh my god this is like one of the best belts ever made kind of thing and it just kind of looked like a a a toy belt didn't look great so my general feeling when i saw it was i kind of liked it uh of course you did you're not a man of taste no basically lj yeah 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 exactly wait what you know i bought you're gonna be like you're gonna be like oh Mint chocolate chip ice cream sucks. Like, you guys just don't have taste. It's fine. I don't go out of my way. Here's what you guys need to do if you're in the chat, okay? If you want to see what it feels like, if you want to hear what it sounds like when two people have no taste and do a podcast, you got to tune in to the Runchy with Joel and LJ, okay? Like, it's you need to hear it. You need to download it. 
you need to give it five stars just so more people can hear it. Um, because other people need to be made aware of it. So make sure that you listen to it, but know that when you're listening, it's going to be two people that like mediocre looking belts and are mean about delicious ice cream. That's it. I like, I like mint chocolate chip. I just don't go out of my way for it. Yeah. That's a you problem. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, top, um, top five flavor hands down. You, that you, are you asking me or are you stating it's, it's a statement? Oh yeah, that's fine. I get that. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I enjoy mint chocolate chip. I also enjoy cookies and cream, pralines and cream. I enjoy pralines uh, and cream. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just, it's good. It's Over just, mint chocolate chip, a no, praline. I'm not, I'm not making a list. I'm, I'm just stating. You are in your mid eighties. <laughs> kind of. In some ways I really am. Cookie dough. I get. Yeah, absolutely. Pralines and cookies cream. And cream is another good one. Oh, it's good. Oh, oh, and uh, I got this like salted caramel one. That was really good. It was much. Well, that, yeah, that's see, those are respectable pralines. I don't know why. I just like the 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 the, the texture of the pralines. The run sheet with Jolinella, <laughs> an eighty-five year old and a young, beautiful woman with terrible taste in food. It's like listening to the Cornette podcast, but a lot less racist. <laughs> They're not nearly as racist. Don't go through any drive-thrus, please. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh god. Okay, so New champion. <laughs> oh, here we go. Pecan Praline for the win. What is wrong with you, people? My dude. He gets it. I'm gonna he doesn't even have a surname. He can't be trusted. Uh, I will say this. I love that y'all are giving us money. And please keep giving us money because I say this on every show. Uh, the money that we that we get here on Overbooked, it goes to people not named Joel, Kate, or Jeremy, who were literally all on this show tonight. So everything we have goes to... Uh, the other contributors on the channel. We uh, uh, once we get sponsors, that's when we're just going to bleed this channel dry. That's when if t- you don't send in money, you're not giving it to Haley and Kylie, which means you don't support women. That's right, Kylie and Haley. If you don't send it, and I'm not talking two dollars, guys. It should be like fifty bucks a pop. Yes, because otherwise, you don't support women. You've been called out by the woman herself. So donate all the money you have. Empty your bank. I'm sick. I'm so I'm I'm done with. We appreciate you being here. I'm done with every little bit means so much. I'm done with it. Pony up. Where <laughs> you hate women. That's it. Fucking Katie Shivani <laughs> over here. I was nice on the air for 25 <laughs> years, and now I just don't give a I, shit. Everybody's interrupting my interviews to call me an asshole. Done. <laughs> Over it. And when my contract is done, I will go somewhere else. That's right. But not the WWE. No. Okay. So the belt. I don't hate the belt. It's not the prettiest belt, but I wasn't, like, taken completely. I was just like, yeah, sexy looking belt. It's good enough. Uh, it's... It's good enough in the way that 
they're still going to send a belt like that to winning sports teams. They were never going to abandon that design. Could it, the color have been different of the gold? Yeah, I agree with you. It probably could have been a lot better. Um, but the the idea that they, whatever they were trying to do, I kind of, I, again, I got it. I understood what they were going for. The execution, yeah, it's probably going to need some tweaks here and there to get better. I like the black diamonds instead of the the ones they were using before, just the, the white diamonds. I like that. That's a good difference maker. It's like It just looks nice. Um, but yeah, the gold coloring behind the belt could have been better. That's all. Um, I also don't give that much of a shit. <laughs> that's fair. Like, again, that's totally fair. I, you know I, what I mean? I looked at it and I was just like, yeah, neat. Okay. That makes, if you're going to amalgamate those two titles and give him just one, make it look really like neat and premium yeah. and, 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 and like it can go from space to space. My favorite title runs right now are the ROH women's one and the New Japan TV title run. And there is nothing uglier than that New Japan TV title belt. I love that title. I love that title so much. They were that, that was someone's rib, and they just took it as far as they could. Oh my and I God. There are some ugly titles out there. They but, have this whole story with Zack Sabre Jr. and Samoa Joe, like TV champion versus TV champion. And they're like both holding up their belts. And the ROH one's real nice. And that one is so bad. And watching them like try and be like belt for belt. Like, I'm waiting for them to refresh that ROH TV title. Yeah, it'll like, be interesting. I'm waiting for them to tell us what the ROH roster is. So I'm like, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. There are yeah. some there are some people who came back tonight at the tapings who still are on technically the AEW roster. So good luck. I think I think post collision will probably get a uh, a good call, like on on some clarity there. Ricardo, who did not send us $50 as expected. Uh, Joel, your opinion is wrong. That belt is fugly AF. Hey, man, everyone's uh, everyone's allowed to have their opinion. Yours is just wronger than mine. That's all. Also, $50 is what you should have given me. Yeah, I'm like, I kind of agree with him, but also like support women. <laughs> yeah, 50 bucks. That's what we're here for. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Roman. Out of my people, mind. Who, people who kind of support women but also like do not at all support family so it's kind of a weird situation here uh roman, yeah, yeah so roman gets his new belt presented on the same the same podium that the rock got his on in 2014 uh and then the usos come out after being told oh they're not coming tonight my tribal chief their travel was canceled at jerks it feels like continues to feel like as I've said multiple times, the bloodline story is an insular problem. It is still the family. We go round and round a lot, but it's still a family-based issue. And every time that the family's involved, the storyline is entertaining as hell. The second someone from the outside tries to come in and go after Roman's title, the story is less entertaining. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I disagree right now. Okay. Because I think... It feels like everything got turned up. Like, it feels like this title is going away faster than anticipated. I don't know if Roman got a big movie deal or what what happened, but I find it very interesting that it, like, it, it feels like Jey Uso is going to win the title sooner rather than later. So because, because it's leading to what should be the ultimate payoff, I feel like it's actually really interesting because this story started with Jay. And if it ends with Jay as a singles 
title world champion. I think that's super interesting. And I think it's one of the ballsier things they could have done with it. Like I, I still feel like Sammy should have won. I still feel like it was, if you didn't want it to be Cody, you shouldn't have built it being Cody um, and all of these things. And I definitely feel like the fall of the bloodline should have been involved in Roman losing at least one of the titles. But if they're actually going to do the thing that the story calls for, for the most organic possible way, like which I I didn't think they would do um, it being Jay and having it, let's say wrapped up by SummerSlam. I'm interested in that overall. I feel like it was a chokehold around a, a lot of the, the roster for the past couple of years, but this phase of it, I don't feel that way. So I agree with you. Jay is the likely winner out of the, the Roman reigns saga. This, uh, I don't know. A lot of this feels like there is a larger situation at play with how, how this ends. I think they have an idea of how it's supposed to end, but I think they're still trying to like tie up the, the final pieces of it. And I'm not saying it's going to end at SummerSlam. I think it's still got some legs to it. Um, it's been Jay since the beginning. I go back to the WrestleMania press conference where everyone was so tied up in the bottom of the third reference that they completely glazed past the part where Roman said, this storyline ends with me elevating my family. How else do you elevate your family if not having one of them take the title off of you? This is a very mob story. This is a very succession story. And how do those stories end? It ends with somebody from within the family becoming the next boss. And how do they become the next boss? They turn everyone against the current head of household and they take over. So this ends potentially with Jay becoming like the quote unquote tribal chief as the biggest heel and Roman turning in the process. But that's a weird story to tell because Roman's been a gaslighting piece of shit for years now. I don't know if it is. I think he could just lose and go away. Um, Jay is so over. I don't know if he would want to mess with that. Um, But I do think to me, it feels like something happened because this went from the bottom of the third to the bottom of the eighth really fast. Did it though? I think people are assuming that it did. I, I think so just because they don't give a shit about programming from like October to the next Royal Rumble. And I this doesn't feel like it's to me. I don't know if you can rightfully carry this out until Royal Rumble and Mania. Like this to me feels like SummerSlam because not only the pacing of the story right now, but because Survivor Series hasn't mattered in like five years. <laughs> like they and and it doesn't usually matter in that way. I think if you want it to be Solo who eventually wins, maybe you drag it out to to Rumble because that just involves so much less from Roman Reigns. And I also don't hate that because Solo would be... Jay's already a legend, right? I think it should be him for the sake of the story. But if you wanted it to be a, hey, you have a young made star kid now moment, you could have it be Solo. Um, But I, I think... I think it's sooner rather than later because they just historically have not cared really past SummerSlam to to do anything with it. And it, it just, to me, has felt like something changed because it was so stalled and picked up so fast 
it feels like Roman might be headed away sooner than later. And then maybe comes back at, at Mania or for Mania season. Like, but that there's a few months where this guy's going to go away. Now that they have Seth with a world championship of his own, I wouldn't be surprised if they still draw this out. I wouldn't be surprised if they do bring this to WrestleMania. Let Roman have the, you know, I, I beat, you know, people have multiple WrestleManias for the last three years and make that a big thing. I do see them continuing this. Um, it's not always going to be great. I mean, we've seen that. Sometimes it's going to be boring. Sometimes it's going to be a little stagnant. But, but what do you even, what story do you even tell then to last you that long? Because well, the- again, you bring in other competitors. I know I just said that it's not always the most interesting, but if you're going to have other competitors for Roman, you still got Bobby Lashley. You've still got Sheamus. Yeah, but you can't have the downfall of the bloodline and not pay off the title loss. I mean, that is like that's a that's a misuse of booking, even for them. (laughs) Going moment to moment, which they kind of are, then this is just another opportunity for them to book another challenger who's going after the title, looking strong, and then losing to Roman. What on earth are you doing with the Usos? The Usos are there. Whatever they're doing, they have a side story again. Could be It could be trying to get Solo back on their side, despite Solo having rejoined, well, not rejoined, firmly planted himself with, with Roman. I don't know. That, that would feel very, very, even for them. I think because they ratcheted it up so fast to then, to then pull off of that, like it feels like they've got to, why did you do this all to not capitalize for another six months? Feels like a terrible call. I don't think they ratcheted anything up. I just think people get so like stuck on week no. to week. And, no, they did. They ratcheted from mania, the, from mania to backlash. They knew they weren't going to have Roman. It's really whenever Roman's around, they start doing stuff. They didn't have Roman from mania until like the night after mania until the couple of weeks before Night of Champions. But they didn't even slow burn the split from like that point. They had a unified bloodline and now it's like, it's fallen apart. How unified were they when they lost their tag titles and they kept losing their matches? They won at Backlash, but other than that, they weren't exactly like lighting the world on fire. Roman was pissed. He was still pissed. Yeah, but I don't to go from that to super kicking him twice is like, it felt like they were doing nothing. And then they cut very close to the end of the story to, it would I'm, be an egregious abuse of the story to, I, to, I to honestly, drag this out. I think all they did was show that they're all hotheads, which is what they've always been. The, the all like, again, the trope in wrestling, all Samoans are hotheads. They're all going to lose it on each other at any moment's notice. And that's kind of what happened here. Jimmy, I ain't no bitch. Uso decided to take offense to Roman and do his thing. And so we're back on this, on this fast track. It feels like a fast track, but it's not going to end. I don't think it's going to end by SummerSlam. I don't think it's going to end before WrestleMania. Quite honestly, I don't see it just suddenly ending. Like after giving him the new, (laughs) well, I mean, suddenly in the way that you're talking about them ramping it up, coming out of night of champions. I think that champions was the restart of the insular conflict in that story. And I that just, it, you, it, it, like it would be a, a gross misuse to have them fall apart internally and, and put off the 
if if Roman carries us for months with no protection outside of Solo, they have betrayed their own story to like such an extent of the law that I can't even. After him being protected to an, a disgusting point for three years, to then have nobody around to help anymore and him just be fine is a terrible fucking idea. Tell you what, <laughs> if word gets out in the next few weeks or months that WWE has signed their TV rights deal for SmackDown, specifically SmackDown, and it's a big deal and a big increase, then that Roman Reigns saga, the Bloodline saga, probably ends before the end of the year. If word doesn't get out before the fall, then this thing goes past WrestleMania. That's where my wow. brain's at. They also act like the the whole draft matters when it, it comes does. to TV rights. Oh, it, does it? No, no, no. Does it, Joel? No, not at all. No. I'm not even going to fight that. <laughs> it doesn't. I love I love the hall pass. I think it's so stupid. It's so good. It's so stupid. My goodness. Oh, we got a chat from Ella J. Uh, super chat. Not not $50, but it should have been. Y'all see the Colby Carino return to the NWA? I mentioned that. Colby Carino is back. Good for him. He wasn't going to WWE right now. So uh, get, get your pay. Get money. Apologies. I can only talk about NWA once an episode. Yeah, we're done. We're not real fans. I'm not. Yeah, I can't talk about a. Uh, we shouldn't even be talking about wrestling, really, because. It's true. What do you want to talk about? So. So. Well, right now we're talking about sports entertainment, so that's okay. Right, the same thing, but different. Yeah. Completely different. Yes, entirely. Tyrus is pro wrestling. That did you see that dweeb was like, oh, it's people who are mad about it are forty five year olds who sit around fantasy booking. He's fifty. I said I mentioned this on in the weeds. I love, I love when wrestlers and wrestling adjacent people start this stupid fan train of like of blaming the fans one thing but then being like oh it's people on the union i think it's like who the hell do you first of all hey kate i have a question for you on what station can i watch the national wrestling alliance (laughs) on tv joel it's so funny you should ask (laughs) because the creme de la creme of wrestling Mm -hmm. uh the the Brand that determines whether or not you are a wrestling fan, even. Yes. Not available. Oh, it's not on. It's not on linear cable television that I pay for, and I can. Use no, it's cable. and it's not on a real subscription provider, um, okay. huh. streaming platform. Like it's not like oh, it's on Peacock or anything. Oh, what? So where where does the National Wrestling Alliance air their weekly television product? Fight TV, kind of. Is that is that an online, internet-based television product? Funny you should mention that. It is. Oh, the internet. Huh. Hmm. I see someone in the chat mentions YouTube as well. Is the National Wrestling Alliance airing their shows on YouTube? YouTube. Are you familiar with YouTube? I think so. We might actually be live on YouTube right now. Okay, so we're, what we are is we are wrestling internet fans talking about this on YouTube. Wow. So YouTube, also an internet entity. And the implication that it's 45-year-olds booking this stuff, like in a fantasy booking way, 
when you're a 50-year-old wrestler who can't wrestle. Let me tell you who Tyrus thinks NWA fans are. They think they're from small town Georgia where there is no internet. They think they're from small town USA where they have no internet and suddenly in the paper someone takes out an ad, his name's Billy Corgan by the way, that says NWA at your local gym this weekend. That's who Tyrus thinks is watching and paying or loves the NWA. And you know he's probably right because the people on the internet certainly are not and not enjoying it. Their social media team isn't even enjoying the product. I put out a very clearly sarcastic tweet about Bobby Fulton coming out, who, by the way, is only four years older than Tim Storm and looks every bit the four years older than Tim Storm that he is. Um, and he's, he's he, the Mortons then come out, by the way, Ricky Morton of the, the Rock and Roll Express and his son, Carrie, are in this tag team tournament. So they come out and they do their entrance. And then in the middle of their entrance, Bobby Fulton dates the microphone. He says, by the way, at the last NWA show, my Fantastics jacket, the blue one, was stolen. I am telling y'all that there is a $7,500 reward if you get my Fantastics jacket back. And, of course, the Mortons are making their entrance at this point. People don't know how to react. So I tweeted out something like, Bobby Fulton hijacks the entrance in order to tell them about his lost jacket, $75. And I'm like, I love it here. I'm never leaving. Hashtag Crocky Cup. NWA retweeted that thing. And I swear to God, Kate, I was very clearly sarcastic. But it's okay because we're not actually we're not actually wrestling fans or watching the product to care about it, according to Tyrus or Billy. <laughs> I just would be like. Because people will be like, it's because of his politics. And I'm like, he can't wrestle. I not cannot name you a good Tyrus or Funkasaurus match in my entire life. So if Aaron Judge were hitting 120 with two home runs for the season, making 30 errors in right field, and I was like, that guy sucks. It wouldn't be because of his political views. He sucks at the thing that I'm tuning in to watch. Exactly. He sucks. He's not, bad at it. And he sexually harasses women. That's right. He's a, He sucks at wrestling. So next time somebody tells you you're not a wrestling fan, you tell them Tyrus, Tyrus sent you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I just, it's absolutely asinine. I, and listen, unfortunately. It's so sad because like, I love to watch. Like I'm Good a big wrestling. proponent. Well, and I'm a big proponent of you appreciate an art form in the present day if you go back and watch stuff. And my favorite shit to go back and watch is NWA from the 80s. My favorite. Like, it, it's just the most for me stuff that there ever was. Like, the everything... Ugh. And all you need is, like, Dusty Flair, and I'm, I'm so in. And I know that it was licensed a bunch before Billy took it over. But, like, the fact that this is, like the legacy that is being extended is nauseating because it's a disgrace to it. It's an absolute disgrace to take like one of the purest wrestling brands and to do this nonsense with it. And then to turn around and say, can the women do the NWA style? Do you know what the fuck the NWA style is and was? 
Have you watched mid-80s NWA? Do you know how much they've watched? Zero. Like Zero. the Smashing Pumpkins song. Uh, just like the amount of people watching the show. There are more people watching our show oh, than are watching the NWA pay-per-view. I just turned it on right now. That, this is the biggest mistake of my life because I read someone in the chat said Tyrus is wrestling now. It's Tyrus and Chris Masters. I like Chris Masters, by the way. Chris Adonis versus <clears throat> Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox. I like one of those guys. I like one of them, and I wouldn't even say that, like, I, the reasons I love him are for watching him wrestle. Like, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, anyway. Trash. <sighs> I, and, then, and then my broadcast timed out, so I'm out. <laughs> so I'm done. Uh, anyway, that, yeah, Jericho is 52. It's not the age. I'm not making fun of 45-year-olds either, if you haven't noticed. That's right. God. Oh. Punk can only start in about six months, whenever he turns 45. That's right. Ah, uh, yeah. He's allowed sure. a fantasy book for now. Yeah. This is a good show. It was. There was a lot of good stuff. There was a lot of promo for In the Weeds. There was. By the way, check yeah. out In the Weeds promo tomorrow. For tonight. the run sheet. Yeah, the run sheet on Wednesdays, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, if you have suggestions for who should be on the show, Joel will DM them and then leave them on red. So. That's true. I will do that. I'm seeing him next weekend. Are you? He's the best. Yeah, I think I'm seeing. Him. He's on the tour. I love that we had a little. This is an inside thing we were talking we about. Do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, Mike Jackson, by the way, is in his 70s. Someone in the chat saying he's in his 60s. No, he's in his 70s. 74. My action, Mike Jackson. Let's get out of here, Kate. I, I have to. Uh, I have to move this fan that's next to me into my bedroom. Uh does your fan like Tyrus? Uh, you or, like is it, or is it not even really a fan? It's not a fan. It's not well, a real well, fan. Well, then you don't really have to worry about moving it. Damn. Um, um, let's, let's get out of here. Plug and stuff. Let's go home. <laughs> I was at Excite Wrestling yesterday doing commentary and killing my earbuds, evidently. Sorry about that. Uh, but had a great time there. Go to twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling. We'll be back there in November, as well as a venue change uh, coming up in the future and some fun things on the horizon happening at Excite Wrestling. But other than that, you can catch me all over Fightful. You can catch me here every Sunday. Joel and Kate at eight. Monday's on Fightful Select, but not this week because Alex Pulaski took a vacation like a weirdo. Tuesday, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do about Sour Graps, but I'll be there and you can tune in. Wednesdays, all things I'll leave at the Mark Order podcast. Thursdays, the privilege of sharing the stream with Joel again for a couple of minutes as we switch from our ROH to Impact post show, and then Fridays doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show. I'm busy gal over here. Yeah, booked and busy. Love it. That's why. That's why I do this. So that that's why Renee Paquette respects me so much. That's right. She loves you, and and that's why Veda Scott wants to work with you. I know that popped me huge. Big fan of that. Uh, yeah, that's that's the Alex going on vacation is really the the news of the week. So weird. It's very weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's itchy. we got to find someone to take his place. Uh, you can you can't take his place. I know someone. You someone know what I mean, try to uh, do a shtick. I don't know. I kind of. I'm trying to figure out if I want to bring on someone who's like absurdly positive, or like <laughs> find someone that'll so that'll right. sit in. You know what I mean? Like whether I can. I can create an anti-hero situation for myself. Spencer um, Love co-hosts the NXT post show. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think it's happening. Let's go. All right, let's get out of here. Oh, shit. I'm at Joel Pearl. We've got stuff on Fightful Overbooked all the time. Jeremy and I go in the weeds Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 10 a.m. Oh, Eastern. do you? We I do. didn't know that from the first half of the show, Joel. Ella J and I, we run the run sheet on Wednesdays. Oh, really? Yes. Check your favorite podcasts and follow us there. We missed last week because my room is sweltering. It's 90 degrees. Uh, hopefully that fixes by the end of the week. And of course, I'm on Thursdays with Kate and Reg and with the wonderful Cresta star. We do the crossover and then we do the Impact Post Show talking about Impact Wrestling and all you need to know going into it. Against All Odds is next weekend. So Friday night, I will be live on the Fightful channel on the, the Friday night because we got to do against all odds because there's another show, of course. Uh, and other than that, Kate and I are here every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern doing Joel and Kate at 8 because it's just the fun way to end our week and start our new one. So hopefully y'all love us like we love you. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, me on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Take care. Protest Cinnabon. Mm.